Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening Okay, after a couple days off of recording, we are back with SGR42. Today we are going to go over some of the team win totals that I like for this season. Um, This week, the next few episodes leading into uh, kickoff on Thursday, you know, this is, I'm going to be going over my futures, my win totals. Um, I'm going to do an episode on player props for the entire season. That should be a really fun one. I've already got some bets picked out for that. So, uh, this is going to be a fun week of episodes. We've got five days left until NFL kickoff. Bucks Cowboys Thursday night. I cannot wait. Um, it's almost like Christmas Eve, but it lasts a whole week at this point. So a lot of excitement. And uh, I've got eight um, win total over-unders that I'm going to go over today. Five overs and three unders. So let's get into it. Um, the first three here are my favorites. They really stood out to me. And then the last five, a little less confident, but... Um, I have bet all of these with my own personal money, so I'm not just sitting here throwing picks at you that I'm not actually invested in. Um, First one is Packers over 10. I don't understand this line at all. Uh, Anyone who listened to my Packers episode, I've got this team winning the Super Bowl at 17 to 1. I bet it before Rodgers came back to training camp. And uh, I just don't I don't get the 10 here. The odds are over minus 160. So you do have to lay a little bit of juice. But this team has gone 13 and three the last two seasons. And now it's a 17 game season. So you add an extra potential win in there. Um, They do have a slightly tough schedule, first place schedule, some tough opponents um, with the Bucks and Chiefs in the regular season. Um, But this is a team that has potential to sweep their division. Maybe the uh, Vikings sneak one out, but I, I don't think the Bears or, or Lions are going to be any good this year. I'm actually going to talk about both of them in this episode. Uh, Rodgers is back. They have the weapons. They have the tools. They have talent on that defense. I just don't get it. Over 10 wins, uh, it's as close to a lock as I'm seeing with these win totals. So Green Bay should easily win their division. They're the, they're the odds-on clear favorite to win the division. Um, they're one of the top three teams in odds for the conference. It's pretty much Packers and Bucks are the two top teams in the NFC. And I don't understand why this is at t- only 10. So moving on, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, next, I have Washington going over eight and a half wins at minus 145. This one's a little bit riskier, but I have been very vocal about my love for the offseason that the uh, Washington football team, the Washington Redskins had this offseason. I think they had the best offseason out of any team in the NFL. Um, it, I guess the big question is, uh, does Ryan Fitzpatrick give them consistent play throughout a 17-game season? It's been a long time since he started a whole season. Uh, He can be a little turnover prone. You know, he has the ability to kind of fall apart at times. So there is some downside if the offense doesn't come together like I'm hoping. Um, But I think the defense has potential to be the best in the NFL this year. 
uh, by a decent margin as well. With the kind of uh, setbacks that the Rams had in free agency, losing a couple starters, um, other teams at the top of the defensive list last year, you know, Baltimore, um, New Orleans, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, all these teams have kind of lost pieces in this off this off season while Washington has actually added to their team tremendously. Um, they, uh, brought in another offensive weapon to complement Terry McLaurin with Curtis, Curtis Samuel, who I don't think enough people are talking about right now as a great fantasy value. He went undrafted in one of my drafts this week. Draft Curtis Samuel if he's sitting there at the end of your draft. He's going to have a good year. Personally, I did not snag him, but that's only because I have Antonio Gibson on both my teams, and I don't really want to double up on Redskins um, on my fantasy roster. Uh, but um, speaking about Antonio Gibson, I think he's ready to take a massive step forward as a workhorse running back. Uh, solid offensive line, nothing special. Brandon Scherf is really good, though. They're solid across uh, the starting five. Um, and the, the, with the defense and any sort of uptick in the offensive production, um, I think this team can easily win their division. Eight and a half, they only need to go nine and eight to get that over. And I don't think Philly or New York are going to be any good. I don't trust Dallas's defense at all. I think the Redskins are a better team than Dallas. So I, I definitely like them to uh, challenge for double-digit wins at least this year. Uh, the next one, Lions under five. This team is just in a total rebuild right now. First-year head coach, first time being a head coach in the NFL. Um, they traded away the franchise QB to get back Jared Goff and like three first-round picks. So it's just, you know, what is there to be optimistic about with this Lions team? I think they're the worst team in their division. Um, yeah, if this team does win five games, it'll surprise me. If this team goes 5-12, and 12, I'll be surprised. I think the Lions and Texans are probably uh, the two worst teams in the league this year. Um, the Lions offense is just depleted as far as like no receiving weapons outside of TJ Hawkinson, they have Tyrell Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown as their starters. Not confident in that situation. The defense is still really bad. Not hearing good things about first round pick offensive tackle Penny Sewell in training camp and preseason. Also, apparently he's struggling. So this is just a really, this team is going to suck. They're going to win like three, maybe four games. If that this year, I think so. I feel very confident in lions under five. I saw it drop down to four and a half on one of my other sites. So I felt really good getting that five just in case. Um, just speaking about that really quick, I didn't take the Texans under. That's also at four and a half, but the odds uh, I didn't like as much. You have to pay up a little bit more. Um, but those two teams are going to suck. They'll be at the top of the draft next year. This next one, um, this line didn't really make any sense to me either, similar to the Green Bay only being at 10, but Pittsburgh over eight and a half wins. I've taken the Pittsburgh over on wins the last three years because this team continues to be undervalued. This is a very good roster. Big Ben's injury two years ago cost me an over uh, nine wins um, because I had to watch Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges play football, which is just a miserable experience. But this team people are just automatically assuming that the Steelers are going to be the third team in their division behind the Browns and the Ravens. And I'm starting to uh, really fade that opinion and get some really good values on some futures, I, not to get too far ahead of it, but when we talk about the futures, 
I've got a couple on Pittsburgh that I think are really interesting, and I haven't bet it yet, but you can get the Steelers at 40-1 to to win the Super Bowl this year. I know that they fell apart at the end of last season, but I think they fixed a lot of those issues this offseason. This team is going to be much more balanced on offense with Najee Harris. I've probably talked about Najee Harris more than any player this offseason on these podcasts, especially throughout the fantasy segment, and I, I just I can't wait to see what he does in this offense. And I think the team is going to benefit from that, just from being much more balanced and well-rounded in all. Their defense is still pretty much intact. They did lose Bud Dupree this past offseason. But with guys like TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and the solid linebacking core, Devin Bush, um, they have a lot of playmakers on that team. Joe Hayden's a solid corner. So I think – and the D-line is stout. So this team is really solid. They also have a ton of – you know. Juju's still a decent receiver. He's really good as far as if he's your third receiver on your team, that's a great option. And then Claypool and Deontay Johnson are both exciting playmakers. This team has a lot of talent. I don't think it's unrealistic to say they have a shot to win their division again this year. They are the returning AFC North champs. And the line of only eight and a half, the over is plus 115. So it's at positive money. You can get a positive return on your investment. It's just... It doesn't make sense to me why anybody would take this team to have a losing record as the favorite. Uh, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record as a head coach. Um, I think the worst they've gone is eight and eight. So it's just automatic. This team is going to win nine games. Too good of a roster. I'm starting to like them over Cleveland. I did not at the time of recording my AFC North previews. Um, But yeah, I'm starting to like this Pittsburgh team more and more as I see them throughout the preseason and I just get excited about the pieces pieces that they have on that offense um, and a good defense to complement it. So we're halfway through here. Um, we're get, we'll get into a couple unders here. I got the bears going under seven and a half minus half, minus one thirty, And I feel really good about that. Is there a world where that defense plays, uh, you know, as well as people expect and Justin Fields comes in and lights the world on fire as a rookie Sure, that's not what I expect. I said on my Bears preview, this defense has lost pieces uh, from the dominant unit that they were, you know, under Vic Fangio, you know, over the past two, three years. Um, They don't have Adrian Amos anymore. They don't have Kyle Fuller anymore. Um, Some of the guys in the front, you know, front line are getting a little older. Like Akeem Hicks was dominant two years ago. Not sure he's playing still quite at that same level right now. They lost Leonard Floyd. So I think this Bears defense is not as good as it usually is. And I don't see the offense being too special this year. You know, I don't I, I don't think Andy Dalton's any good. And I think Justin Fields is going to have some growing pains in the NFL as a rookie. I don't think he's ready to just set the league on fire. He got walloped in the preseason against Buffalo because he failed to um, – recognize a blitz and adjust his his pass protection properly he got absolutely blindsided just didn't even see the guy coming and you know that's a bad sign for a rookie quarterback maybe not being ready to command you know the field um so we'll see when fields gets gets put in there it's gonna happen at some point this season but i'm not optimistic about this bears team seven and a half to me um they're clearly the third best team in their division behind Minnesota and Green Bay. They have a really brutal schedule. I did look into it and I did not see many wins. So I feel good about that under seven and a half.
Next is the Jags under six and a half. And again, rookie QB, Trevor Lawrence did look good in his third preseason game against Dallas, but that was against like third stringers from a Cowboys defense that's already horrible. Um, I'm not really confident in Urban Meyer being able to handle his transition to the NFL successfully, at least in year one. We've seen a lot of college coaches come in and fail in the NFL. Um, he seems to run a fuck ton of gadget plays on offense, which just I'm not I'm not sure it's gonna work over the long haul. Like quick screens and end arounds, and um, he's trying to get creative, but it just seems like stuff that's like it would work at the college level, but it's not gonna work against NFL defenses that are stronger or faster, you know, at pursuing to the ball and. And smarter too. Like, like I think defensive coordinators are going to catch on to that shit quick. Um, I talked on my bold predictions about how I'm not optimistic about Trevor Lawrence to win Rookie of the Year. I think he would have to, you know, have a Justin Herbert type season to make this Jags team any sort of relevant. And even if you look at how well Herbert played last year for the Chargers, they still I think went seven and nine. And that Chargers roster is a lot better than this Jags team. Their O-line is bad. They lost Travis Etienne already, one of their you know biggest offensive weapons, the rookie running back. The, uh, the entire defense is depleted. Um, the only starter that they have from that 2017 elite league-leading defense that got them, to, got them to the AFC conference game is Miles Jack. Everyone else is gone from that defense. Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouye, um, you know, who else was on that defense? Yannick Ngakwe, you know, all those guys are gone. Um, so this Jags team, I don't think is going to be any good. Six and a half wins for this team to go seven and 10. I would be impressed. Uh, let's not forget that they had the number one pick last year, won one game last year. Now we're expecting them to take this massive leap forward. Basically after only adding Trevor Lawrence and Marvin Jones this off season, that's all they did. And I like Marvin Jones as a fantasy asset. I drafted him late in one of my leagues. I think that connection will be fantasy value, valuable. But as far as getting seven wins, get out of here with this Jags team. So let's move on. We got two more. And we got two more overs. So we're going to end on an optimistic note. The first one is Tennessee. Over nine and a half wins for the Titans. Minus 112. I got a good value on this. I had to shop around my other book. It was um, uh, a little bit more inflated on the odds. Uh, I think it was like over nine minus one fifty or one sixty. So I, I like the nine and a half better because we need to get that tenth win anyways to go over, and I'm not paying as steep a price. Um, they do have a difficult schedule. I will not lie. Same with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's schedule is tough. I just think that these rosters and the coaching staffs will trump their their difficult schedules. Um, the Titans are a team that is fucking around with some COVID stuff right now, which I'm getting a little anxious about. Uh, but they're a team that I'm going to back until it stops working. I've been on them the last two years. I bet on them uh, to win their division last year at plus 160. Um, I bet on them to go over on their wins last year. So this is a team I also have at 23 and a half to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, I love the Julio Jones acquisition. The defense is not very good on paper i think they can be better this year than people expect people expect this titans team to be all offense no defense but vrabel's a defensive guy he's not going to let his defense completely get shredded i don't think um i think jeffrey simmons the defensive tackle going into i believe his third year is uh 
you know, a breakout player that's, you know, soon to be um, one of the more well-known household names as far as defensive tackles in the league. Uh, he's really good. Harold Landry is a young guy. I think Rashawn Evans, I hope I'm not getting that name wrong, um, is the linebacker that's playing well. He's a young guy too. So I think they have some young pieces on the defense that can take a step forward. Caleb Farley um, and Christian Fulton are two young corners that they need to produce. Uh, but I like this Titans team to win their division. I think that's an easy four wins against the Texans and Jags. The Colts, I'm just not getting good vibes from right now. A lot of health concerns in that building. There was a report this past week that people are not happy with Carson Wentz uh, from a personality standpoint and, and being a um, negative influence on, in the locker room, a bad teammate, which is stuff that we heard in Philly. Now, I've been a Wentz supporter. I'm not really going to dive too deep into that, but it is concerning to hear that stuff already from Indy. I think some of it's about his decision to not get vaccinated, and now he's out of the building. I think he's on the COVID list, and it's just – I don't want to talk about vaccinations, guys, but there's some turmoil over there in Indy. And uh, I like the I like the consistency that I've seen from this Titans organization the last uh, two years. I think Derrick Henry alone is enough to get to this team to, to uh, 10 wins. Last one is the Bucks. We're going over on the Bucks. This is uh, – this is a top three team in terms of the over-under this year. I think that the Chiefs are the only one that's at 12. And I think Baltimore is up at 11 and a half. Uh, there's a couple teams in that 11-win range, but the Bucks are at 11 and a half. And I don't typically like to go over on these um, teams with the highest over-unders because that's just – you're not getting the best value. You know, I usually like to take a lot. You see a lot of my over-unders here are in the, the six to eight win range. I like to kind of take those, those teams in the middle where people don't really know what to, where to rank them. So they just give them a, they just say, Oh, this is a 500 team. And then you can get some good value on those. Usually if the team goes fucking 11, 12 wins or vice versa. But, um, this Bucks team just the, the schedule's too easy, and I think with Brady there, I'm not worried about a Super Bowl hangover. This they they retained all 22 starters from the Super Bowl. Um, I think this is a well coached team with Bruce Arians. You know they partied a lot at that at that Super Bowl parade, throwing trophies around and shit. But um, you know I think Brady's going to have this team ready to go. I think they're going to absolutely decimate the Dallas Cowboys on national television uh, this Thursday. Um, I think that Dallas has no shot at stopping that offense. I think this offense is going to be even better this year than last year. Uh, the defense was a top six unit in terms of points per game. There's not a whole lot negative to say about this Bucks team right now. The over is minus 154, so you're paying a bit of a price. This one and the Packers one are my two, um, you know, bets with the worst odds in terms of being a little steep, but they're both under minus 160. So it's really not too bad. Uh, the Bucks, like I said, their schedule's so easy. They should dominate their division. I think the Saints take a step back this year with the pieces that they lost on defense, the injuries that they have on offense, and the fact that they're dealing with the hurricane and everything. I think I read somewhere they don't have a home game until week eight or nine of this season. That's going to be difficult for any team. I know they're playing week one uh, in Jacksonville against the Packers. That's, I think, a home game for the Saints, but it's in Jacksonville, so not really a home game. And just with all that combined, I think the Bucks easily handle their division, and their out-of-division opponents 
are not hard. I think they have teams like the Jets, Bengals, and Jags on their schedule. So get the fuck out of here. Uh, the Bets, pro- uh, the Bucks uh, probably take the one seed in the NFC. Um, I think it's pretty clear the Bucks and the Packers should be the top two seeds. Um, with the Rams and 49ers each having a chance to sneak in there, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a pretty obvious pick here. So I'm ending with that one. The Super Bowl champs get at least 12 wins. Not that hot of a take, but I mean, I don't know, guys. This is uh, it's got potential to make us some money here. So that's SGR 42. That's my win totals. I gave you eight picks there. Hope you guys like some of those. Um, you know, I'm not sure what we're gonna do next, whether it's player props or you know futures. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out, guys. I'm still putting some of these bets together for myself. Um, still doing some research, still finding, you know, some different prices on some different books. Uh, but I do have some really exotic props here to talk about the next few days as far as some, uh, some, like I said, some season long player props, some divisional winners. I even picked a couple, uh, exact orders for divisions at longer odds. So we're going to get into some really fun stuff this week. So thanks for tuning in guys. We'll be cranking shit out until kickoff. We are five days away. Uh, that's SGR 42. Thank you and ramble on.